Welcome to Stakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of influencer marketing and branded content agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. discussion. Hi, welcome to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and today I'm going to talk to you about some of the major changes that we're seeing in television and SVOD viewing habits right now, driven by global safe-at-home lockdowns with COVID-19. The reason why I'm so fascinated is that this is a shift in behavior pattern, and it highlights the massive potential and power of product development being very tuned audiences people quarantines and looking for some positive to your listeners and for advertisers this is one that is actually golden when i launched hollywood branded years ago within the very first quarter we were faced with a massive challenge no productions were shooting content all thanks to the writers guild of america strike where tv and film just stopped overnight and it lasted for four very long agonizing months fully staffed and not wanting to admit defeat as a new business or lay off my new team. I kept us moving, having conversations about our clients within the industry, doing research to determine the best upcoming partnerships and when the strike was actually over, and cementing deals that would move forward as soon as productions were back. And I spent a lot of time developing new revenue streams, something I'm back to doing right now with this crisis. Not a great way to launch your ASD. But we weathered the storm. And now again, the coronavirus COVID-19 has not only caused businesses to temporarily shut down or have their teams work remotely, it has also halted production shoots from occurring around the globe. Hundreds of productions have stopped shooting. Hundreds of thousands of people who work on productions, the cast, the crews, all those people behind the scene, are unemployed. But there is a light at the end of this tunnel. And TV and film content will back with a vengeance, offering those jobs, again, for all those unemployed people, but also offering brands the ability to become embedded in their content. That very content that's become favored by countless millions as they pass time watching their TVs for weeks on end. So in the case of COVID-19, the show must not go on for the health safety of the production crews and the actors. This has led, as I said, to hundreds of films, TV shows, and streaming platform series to come to a grinding halt. Productions that were shooting have stopped, as have productions that were getting ready to shoot in the weeks ahead. And instead of looking at this with that half glass empty, our agency is instead taking a moment to breathe, to step back, and to strategize on upcoming partnerships for our clients. Because this is an actual opportunity, an opportunity to get ahead of the game for once. We live in a world where productions are funded and greenlit to shoot. They go into pre-production and in a matter of weeks start shooting. It provides a very limited time to have detailed conversations with overly burdened production teams who are on a race to create a fictional world that mimics that of real life. And that shoot typically only lasts a few months for a film and a handful of months for a series with episodes shooting each week. So it's a mad, frantic pace. It's exhausting. 
With product placement partnerships, many conversations can't even begin until there's a production team on board. A director who is envisioning the look and feel of the content, a prop master, a set decorator, a transportation captain, or a wardrobe stylist who's bringing that vision to life. And quite frankly, what brands might be used within the content isn't the number one thing on anyone's minds until we help make them be. We have a tremendous amount of content consumed on a daily basis in the United States. And much of that lives beyond our borders, beyond the over 400 traditional broadcast and cable networks series produced every year, beyond the dozens of series created by premium subscription services like Showtime, HBO, and Stars, beyond the 786 feature films released nationally in 2018. And that's just in the United States. We have the burgeoning world of streaming video content on demand that is unleashing content and viewing habits like binge viewing and bringing potentially more than twice the amount of content already available to every home. So take this as an example. We have Quippy who announced that they're producing 175 shows with 8,500 episodes in its first year. Yes, all of this is bite-sized, you know, under 10 minute content. That's a lot of content to be producing that people are going to be consuming and a lot of product placement opportunities. Netflix released 371 new TV series and movies just in the U.S. in 2019. And that was according to Variety Insight. And they had an increase of 54.6% of productions from 2018. And those numbers are only continuing to grow. Apple TV Plus only runs original programming and it's spending several billion dollars a year on original content. Then there's Hulu and Amazon Prime and Cool and HBO Max, and the list just keeps on going. And that content is a goal line for brands who are savvy and want to take advantage of the fact that those fictional real worlds on screen need to actually look real. It means they need brands to help tell their story. So I want you to take a minute, step back, sit down. Just don't be driving. And since I'm talking right now in the middle of COVID-19, you probably are not. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think of your favorite TV series. Unless it's set in a fantasy world or the future, it's going to have elements that mirror today's world. And that means the production is going to have to go out and purchase or secure every single solitary thing seen in that scene. From the drapes to the wardrobe, the furniture to the electronics, the watches to the cars, the bathroom cabinet, the refrigerator, the mechanic shop, the grocery store, each scene you see is filled with brand opportunities. And each item you see on screen is someone's product. The question is, is it your brand? And is it identifiable? Think about this. Unless you are proactively sourcing and securing product placement opportunities, if your brand is chosen, it's likely not going to have the logo included. Why should it be if production had to go and purchase it? And you certainly aren't going to be given any additional behind the scenes content to repurpose. Why would the production give you anything if you didn't save the money? Or have the foresight to even know that you can run a marketing campaign around that appearance because who actually is going to think to contact you to have that discussion and let you know that your brand's in that scene? Opportunities for brands to partner with content vary based on the type of production, the storyline, the distributor, the network, the cast, the specific opportunity, the competitive brand interest, and the cast. And for content partnerships, types of exposure may include verbal mentions, location shoots, storyline, props, vocal inserts, set dressing, foreground, wardrobe, or signage, 
pretty much anything that you can think of where in real life a brand would be, it can mimic it on screen. And it's not a cheap affair to produce a TV series or a feature film. And productions have set budgets in order to bring their vision to life. They don't have endless budgets. No one said, I grant you unlimited money to make this TV show. They all have to work within some sort of production budget. And that's where brands can actually come in and help out. And it doesn't often cost a dime. So there are four types of partnership options that you can do with a production. So the first one is loan product or signage with no fee paid to that production. The second is a large trade of product, you know, relevant to the production, right? You can't give them something that they don't want. And it's gonna be obviously based on your brand category, but something that helps offset production costs. That could be airlines, it could be car rentals, it could be water, it could be mobile service or mobile phones. It could be so many things that help them save money, or it could be something that's on screen that if they don't get the trade out and they have like a big car crash scene that's coming up or a highway scene, um, or you know, in the Matrix 3, I worked with Freightliner, we put over 13 giant Freightliner semi-trucks um, on this raceway for them to drive around and around and around for weeks on end for productions to be able to film. And that was a big cost savings for them. Plus we totaled one, so there was some offset of budgets there too. Um, there's also payment to production to guarantee the insert logo shots or storyline messaging. There's strategic co-promotion partnerships tied to the release of the property, leveraging the brand's planned media. I'm not saying here that you're going to go in and tell a movie that you're going to spend $5 million and you're going to have to go find that $5 million. If you're a brand who's not already spending $5 million, you're not going to tell the production you're going to spend $5 million. What you're doing is you're looking at about a six to eight week time period of where you're traditionally spending money and you are going to co-brand that ad um, with that uh, IP of the film so that you are giving them new eyeballs to reach and you're getting star power and that luster of the film. So if you have a $2 million budget, if you have a smaller budget, if you have a higher budget, there's opportunities. It's all going to depend on the film. And then how does your brand fit in there? I've yet to ever even meet a niche company that doesn't have some sort of opportunity to capitalize on product placement in one of those four ways that I just stated. There is a storyline for literally every type of brand imaginable. Don't care if you're B2B, B2C, I don't care what type of company you are. There is an opportunity out there for you to be part of a movie or TV show. So we really are right now in a absolutely rough economic time in the years ahead. It, it's not going to be over in a flash. It, it's not six months from now. We're like, ah, life is great. Distributors and producers who shut down production, um, they've lost tremendous amounts of capital. And the productions that we're shooting will have to be brought back into production at high costs. Plus, all that delayed production is going to be squeezed in very tight filming windows because the cast and executives of the production team are slated to be on other productions that are planned to shoot later on this year. This is likely to make productions more eager to find brand partnerships to save some dollars, bring in new revenue, and help them market their projects to that box office return is even greater. That's the goal here, right? So if they can get better marketing around their projects, more people are going to get see them, they're going to make more money, there's going to be a sequel, and it keeps on going. 
But the fact is, entertainment is not going anywhere. It's where we turn to in the times of anxiety or loneliness, and even the time of war on a virus. In fact, Nielsen released a statement that said TV viewing has the potential to increase by 60% during this crisis. And I saw in an article that was in Deadline the other day that said streaming is up by 85% already. It's a lot of people watching content. It's a lot of people tuned in. I know all of y'all are feeling it because your internet is probably as slow as mine right now. So Nielsen came out with this statement and I have to read it because I have a quote. So consumers who stay indoors during major crises gravitate towards watching feature films, news, and general format programming for the research from Nielsen. They also found an average 61% increase in streaming video via the TV. And we've just started studying this and we're just a few weeks into this. So it's gonna continue to grow. What streaming video on demand platforms are actually proving is that a glut of content is welcomed by viewers. We haven't reached the maximum amount yet. And those viewers who previously just had a handful of favorite shows will have just expanded their viewing habits after being isolated at home for weeks, potentially months, exposing themselves to a more varied menu of content to break through times of boredom and alleviate fear and stress by immersing themselves in this world of make-believe that we all turn to. Those upcoming new seasons of series will have a new built-in audience just waiting to see your brand. Now is the time to start planning how your brand can become part of that storyline and become proactive in your product placement planning. Just like our agency is taking advantage of the downtime right now where we can actually see the trees in the forest more easily plan and strategize on those large scale partnerships, you should be thinking about that right now too. And if you really want to run versus walk, there may still be opportunities to get your brand in before the productions gear up again. And quite frankly, there are other productions that are already coming back. We're already working with evening and daytime talk shows. They're doing this out. They're shooting remotely, and there are opportunities for brands to get involved right now and get in front of these audiences that are at the highest peaks of ever. So there's a lot of movies on pause, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, but some are Tom Cruise's franchise hit movie, Mission Impossible 7. Netflix's blockbuster-sized budget movie, Red Notice, which has Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Disney's live-action Little Mermaid, and I can't even say we taught our dog to um, open doors, our puppy, and by pressing a little button, and all it does is sing under the sea all the time, the doorbell chime, and we can't fix it. So I'm not sure I really actually want Little Mermaid to be coming out. I used to love that movie, but sidebar here. Um, even Baz Luhrmann's untitled Elvis Presley film starring Tom Hanks ended up getting sidelined not only because, you know, obviously they needed to stop production, but Tom Hanks and his wife got COVID-19. Then there's the live action Peter Pan and Wendy, The Matrix starring Keanu Reeves. Um, it shot almost everything it needed to in San Francisco, went over to Germany, stopped production there. The Batman, which is shooting in the UK right now, uh, with Robert Pattinson, Fantastic Beasts, Fantastic Beasts through um, King Richard, which is a tennis drama starring Will Smith. Um, there's a Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson company, The Man from Toronto. Uh, oh, and Disney Plus is actually recreating Home Alone because obviously we never got enough of Macaulay Quinn, but that's on now too. Sylvester Stallone's film Samaritan, uh, Jurassic World. Dominion with Chris Pratt, 
the card counter starring Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, and William Defoe ended up just having like a tiny bit that he needed to continue shooting and they had to stop. And so many more. There's every single solitary broadcast television series had to stop. And they're not going to finish out their seasons. They're just kind of done. They're wrapping it up. We made some funky endings this year. And all the cable network series, also currently in production across dozens and dozens of networks, are stopped. It's a lot of content. And hundreds of productions are now at a standstill. The overall fact is, broadcast TV is going to be changed forever. You know, TV upfronts where advertisers determine which programs they'll spend around, it's antiquated. And it's been waiting for a remodel. And COVID-19 is going to bring changes to our lives and changes to productions and how we watch content. Even if people are kicking and screaming to keep the upfronts for television, um, it's gonna have to change. TV pilot season is where a single production is shot. It's tested in front of an audience, then paraded in front of a larger advertiser base and their agencies to see if it has the power to get millions of dollars of support in media advertising. It's a really old model that actually costs a lot of money to do. Dozens of pilots are shot and very few are actually moved forward to production. It provides safety to the network though, because if they say yes to greenlighting, you know, 10, 13 or 22 episodes, those costs are sunk. They're shooting it. If they just say yes to one and it's a flub but no one really likes the pilot, well, saving grace, they only lost a few million. And sometimes TV pilots don't gel and they just don't work. Um, but the magic of the cast, the director, and the storyline never comes together like it's supposed to in every case. So moving to a new path does have risks. And it will mean that the network executives actually have to keep a closer eye on the pulse of what goes into productions and act on that always questionable instinct of whether something works or doesn't work. And for those people who are doubting Toms, who are like, oh my gosh, you can't get away from TV pilot season. We have to test it. We need to see if audiences like something. Well, guess what? Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all of these streamers, they don't do a TV pilot because they don't care about advertising. Well, Hulu does, but no one else cares about advertising. They just care about creating good content. And they approach it where somehow they figure it out. Not all the content's fantastic. And they go in and they reshoot. Some of the content might not be so great and it won't see that many people. Other content blows up and it's phenomenal. And they're committing to, you know, 10 episodes at a time. That's typical in the video um, world, but they're committing to it and moving forward and they're shooting it. And a lot of those shows end up getting second and third and fourth seasons. So they're good. We're likely going to see many TV networks moving in that same model at, as S5 platforms. And they already have recently actually been doing that. We've been hearing announcements of, you know, different pickups where they're not producing pilots and they're just going ahead and doing confirmed pickups. So that's something that we're going to have see happen, especially if COVID continues through the summer because fall is right around the corner and they're not going to have time to go in and do all those testings. They're just going to jump in, start shooting, and, you know, six weeks later, four weeks later, that TV episode is going to be released. So that's how it's gonna keep on going and to keep on ticking. But here's the thing. There is a massive increase in the viewing TV, digital and streaming video platforms right now. And the reality is, is that consumers tend to turn to TV for news during troubling times. 
And then they get tired of the news and they get depressed and they turn to entertainment content to help them de-stress. And the U.S. is already at a historical high before COVID-19. We've been at a historical high for media consumption and it's only going to increase in the weeks ahead. Nielsen reported total TV increases, as I said, by nearly 60%. And that was across all television, traditional live, DVR, VOD, streaming. And that's not including sports because there's no sports right now. You know, scripted TV drama and comedy broadcast series are seeing audience increases and that too is going to continue to rise. But the fact is we have so much content now available to appeal to every interest under the sun, thanks to streaming platforms. And that's where a lot of viewers are headed to. Global trends are showing that new Netflix signups rose in Italy by 57% and Spain by 34% just in the first couple of weeks of COVID-19. Live streaming across YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Mixer grew by more than 66% in Italy their first month of having virus. And for our team, we're taking that as the news is good. Again, might be grasping at straws, but like to hear some things that are good, at least for the future. Marketers are becoming more aware of the positive impact of product placement partnerships. Our agency is seeing a massive interest and increase by brand partners who are looking for branded content partnerships where traditional advertising just can't be bought. These brand marketers and these advertising agencies are hungry for opportunities to get into very coveted um, streaming video on demand content. And they don't know how to do it because it's not like you just dial someone up at the network and say, hey, I want to be in this show. It is such a mess. I mean, each deal takes so much time and it's worth it. When I say it's a mess, I mean, we like hurting cats. Our agency specializes in doing it. So seemingly we like messes, but we're going in, we're reading scripts. We're talking to the producers, the directors, the prop masters, the set decorators, or the production clearances, or the studio and um, production resources, all these different people. And we're throwing things up there and coming up with ideas and we try a pitch and the pitch sinks and no one buys it. So we try the pitch in a different direction and it's for the same film or the same TV show. And we just keep on manipulating it. And finally someone says, oh my gosh, I like that pitch. And then we can start negotiating and exploring. It is not an easy task to get brands into content and get them to actually appear on screen. It takes a lot of work. And that's why agencies like mine, like Hollywood Branded, do this type of work. And it's why traditional agencies don't. You need people who are nimble, who understand the relationships that happen on sets, who have relationships from sets to get these deals to happen. And you also know and can look at something and understand where it's going to be a win and where it's gonna be a fail. And also know when it's worth actually fighting a battle and when you should just, you know, concede a little bit and know that maybe you're not getting that specific messaging point you wanted, but what production's coming up with is actually gonna flow better and turn off the audience less and be more so embraced. So this is all a very creative process that we work in. Okay. So whatever your advertising efforts, while brands may not see traditional advertising seeing immediate sales right now, now's the time to start thinking more top of the funnel in marketing with positive brand awareness being key. And that's what product play does for you. It helps drive brand awareness. It can drive sales, but I will never go to a brand and say, oh, we are going to get you this many sales from the deal that you're going to do with this show. Not realistic. 
But I can say, we know that we can increase your awareness. We know that we can increase the feelings of positivity around your brand. We know that we can give you star power. We can make your brand more shiny. We can make your brand better known. Those are all things that are super important and content can really be a key driver for companies. And if you've ever wondered how a comprehensive product placement program works, or you wanna know how to create a promotional partnership strategy with a movie partner, then I want you to go to our website's content library. And it's hollywoodbranded.com, and then it has a big thing that says content library. And down our product placement and promotions 101 ebook. Um, it's gonna help you learn how to implement product placement for your brand. We also have this real cool platform that I created after doing all we have well over 1,500 blogs, I think. We have a couple of hundred podcasts. We do know what we're talking about. But I want you to go to learn.hollywoodbranded.com. And what I've done is taken our best educational information. I've taken our how-tos. And I have laid out exactly how you can do what our agency does. Um, whether that's for social influencers, whether that's for celebrity endorsements, whether that's for product placement and brand integration deals, step-by-step -step instructions on how you and your team can actually learn, and if you want, do these marketing practices is outlined. It's super easy. It has transcripts and video and quizzes. You can even get a credential and get certified. And I created this knowing that if I can get people to understand how pop culture marketing works, how to best use social influencers, how to best use celebrities to endorse your brand, and how to get on those coveted screens across television and film and streaming platforms through product placement, that more people are going to win at doing these partnerships because they're really, really good partnerships. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, how can you give away all of your, your information? I'm fine with that. You know, I'm happy to teach everyone listening anything that I know. I mean, the reality is, is that I've been doing this for almost 25 years. That's a really scary thing. Gosh, it's a long time. But I've been doing this a long time. And our team's been doing this a long time. And quite frankly, you know, this podcast is called Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And that's how you learn. And when you make a mistake, the whole point of it is to learn from that mistake so the next time you can do it better and that you can pivot. So my team and I have already made all those mistakes. We can do a lot of things blindfolded that most people aren't going to be able to do. But if you're not ready to hire an agency right now, that's what this kind of DIY, 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 maybe DIY platform can do for you. So again, that's learn.hollywoodbranded.com. Um, you can also um, go in and look at our blogs at Hollywood Branded. It's actually at blog.hollywoodbranded.com. Not even giving you the right information right now. So go to blog.hollywoodbranded.com. There's a nice little search bar that's on there, and you can type in celebrity endorsement or product placement or movie partnerships or whatever Google long tail keyword type of thing you want to come up with, and it's going to pull up relevant articles for you. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, that content library that's on our homepage at hollywoodbranded.com, we have infographics, we have white papers, we have ebooks, we have videos, we have um, that blog link, um, we have our podcast link, we have a lot of content just waiting to help you. 
So that's it for this episode. I really hope it was helpful. And, you know, please let me know if you have any questions, because I'm happy to jump in and answer on any of my podcasts questions that you might have. And as always, if you need a little lot of help, my agency, Hollywood, it is here to lend a hand. And if you'd leave a review for us from wherever you see this on whatever platform, we're on everything from iHeart to Stitch to iTunes to our own platform and Libsyn and SoundCloud and, 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 but would love a review. Really would appreciate it. Um, and then drop in any of those questions or shoot me an email at Stacy at HollywoodBranded.com. And I'd really appreciate your feedback as it helps me know that my advice is valuable and interesting to you. So have a great day. We'll all get through this. There are lots of ways to market and advertise. And I look forward to chatting with you on my next podcast. Take care.